We have a great caller. His name is Patrick. He works in IT. And I'm going to introduce something that people might feel uncomfortable about, but I feel compelled to say it. As a black man, this is what people don't understand about Donald Trump. He's opened all this stuff up. It's all available. And when you hear him talk about fake news and this and that, because I was just kind of perplexed because I was wondering why a president would be on Twitter. And then he was talking about fake news. What he was talking mm-hmm. about was mainstream media and the right. fact that he didn't trust mainstream. So he was like, well, damn it. I'm going to go on YouTube, and I can say what the hell I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then y'all can figure it out after that. I'm glad and to bring that's that topic up doing. because it's a very important thing because I think our First Amendment rights have been stripped away, not only if you're a president, but little old bitty me, I'm a small-time host, right? I mean, even my... First Amendment rights are stripped away. They don't like what I say, or I I went over the edge. I have to constantly now be editing what I say and dumbing it down what I say, and I hate that. I feel like it should be First Amendment. I should be able to say whatever I want to say, right? I'm not harming anybody. I'm not killing anybody. I mean, come on now. It's politics, right? But no, no, the powers that be, they want to block me and, and censor me and whatever else. So, yeah, it's a very important. They say that K-50% of the population doesn't like Trump and whatever, but they say that his biggest and best legacy of his presidency will be for calling out fake news. If we do nothing other than have that one takeaway that we should all as citizens be so vigilant to not let our rights be impaired. Well, I think that, and I agree with what you're saying. I completely agree. I think that Trump's legacy is going to be that a lot of people are not really going to understand what he was doing until mm-hmm. he's out of office. Mm-hmm. Because they got Probably. caught up in the slogan of let's make America great again. And let me mm-hmm. share something with you when I say that. Mm-hmm. As a black man, When black people hear that, they really get beside themselves because the only thing they know about America is slavery and the desecration of black people and all this stuff. However, yeah, that hasn't been great for them. That's what they hear. However, with that being said, okay, because I'm involved Mm -hmm. in a lot of studies in regards to what the majority doesn't know, Linda, and this is a caveat I'm getting, is that the real people in power, mm-hmm. they're not even white. And this is the thing that people, not white people, this is the thing that people have a problem. The slave trade was designed by black people. And yep. black people have a problem. Now, I can get into a whole historical thing which I'm not going to do because that ain't got nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm just letting you know. I'm letting you know. Go back to the Rock of Gibraltar, which is in Spain. Go back to the Moors. Go back to the nobility. Go back to the royal family, which were 
traditionally black. That's why we're always pointing to Egypt, Kemet, and the origin of the species. So the question begs to be asked, how is it scientists have said black people are the origin of life? However, they have no control over what's going on now. There's a lie in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's got to be. Because there's no way, just speaking to you, there's no way I can be a part of the origin of a species. I can create a culture, a science, medicine, everything. Then all of a sudden, if I'm listening to the right people, they tell me some white man came out of cave and he was walking on all fours and now all of a sudden he in charge. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. How can that happen? That can only happen if he's given the keys to the kingdom. That's the only way that can work. And I'm not saying that that's that's true, but (laughs) but I know you've heard that story, Linda, right? No, I heard that story. You tell that story to some of our black friends, and they don't want to have anything to do with you from that day forward. Exactly. So they want to tell you, oh, the white man came out of a cave, the Neanderthal. He didn't know nothing, but now all of a sudden, he's running everything? That don't add up. So shall we call it bribery? Someone had to give him the keys to the castle. Right. So shall we call it bribery or he got something in return? Or There had to be some benefit to the giver to hand over the keys, right? Right. That's my point. And guess who gave over the key that black people don't want to admit? Okay. Keys up. You're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble, Patrick. (laughs) Well, Linda, you know what, Linda? I'm 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 going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you, Linda. Okay. I wouldn't want it any other Uh, way. Okay. I'm a real person. I speak the truth. I don't talk about what I believe in. I talk about what I know. I've spent, since I was, man, 14, 15 years old, I've studied history. And that's all I've done. And the only reason I've done it is because I've always had a natural curiosity about why life is the way that it is. That's the only reason I've done it. I didn't do it because I'm pro-black, I'm pro-feminist, I'm pro-masculine. I don't have nothing to do with that. But one thing I know, and this is what I stick to, I'm in touch with the universe, and the universe is a goddess. What a lot of people don't know is the Pope and all the popes in Rome pray to the black Madonna. What do you think the singer, Madonna, coined that phrase? Madonna. Okay. Hmm. So it all goes back. It all goes back. See? And these are not lies. These are not coincidences. That's not what it is. When you look at the word chemistry, it comes from the word chemist, which is the black land. 
when you look at the word, uh, let me choose another one, present, like you receive a present under a Christmas tree, that okay. comes from the word serpent. Just switch the letters around. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, the serpent. When you hear the name Sophia, literally, the name Sophia means wisdom, which goes back to the Mother Mary, Madonna, Isis, all of that. All of this is intertwined. And just like we're talking now, Linda, you are my sister. We are no different. We really aren't. You might be a different color. However, DNA-wise, we're the same. Mm-hmm. You're my sister. That's just how it works. And what we got caught up in is all this minutia about, oh, you're black, you're Jew, you're Christian, you're Protestant, you're African, Episcopal, you're a Mormon, you're this, you're that. That's all division. Right. That's all it is. It's division. We all in this boat together. Because guess what? Like you said earlier, man, working at home, how can we do this? See, we all got to figure this out now. It ain't black people that got to figure it out. It's not yeah. white people that got to figure it out. It ain't Chinese people that got to figure it out. It's not Indian people that got to figure it out. We all got to figure it out. So if we're all trying to figure out the same thing, how can we be different when we're all trying to figure out the same thing? We were all given the same set of circumstances, but I think at the end of the day, Darwin's theory is going to kick in, and it will be survival of the fittest. There will be a certain percentage of the population who will get it, and a certain percentage that are just going to have to go by the wayside. And I'm glad you brought up Darwin's theory. I'm so glad you brought that up. Did you look at my screen name in your chat room? I did, yes. What does it say? Esotericism. Okay. Do you know what Darwin's theory of evolution is? Yes. It's esoteric. It's about bloodline. It's not about evolution. That's Hmm. the trick. It's about the bloodlines that recognize the direction they need to go. That means that I can be a part of your bloodline. Your bloodline can be a part of your family's bloodline. Your family's bloodline can be part of another black family's bloodline. That's what it's all about. And what Mm -hmm. that doctrine, Charles Darwin, was talking about was Mm -hmm. bloodline. He was talking about if you're not a part of the bloodline, you're not subject to survive. You'll be eliminated. That's what it's about. It's not about the theory of evolution. Actually, it's evolution in the sense that you evolve through the bloodline. But it's not evolution in the sense that you know how they taught us in school that you had the primate, then you had the little chimp, 
then you had the mm-hmm. monkey, then you had the gorilla, then you had the human. That was the disguise. Okay. The real message is the bloodline. Only the strongest bloodline will survive. Only the strongest. Hmm. Well, it used to be back in the day when we were talking royalty that they could only marry with other royals. You had to have a certain bloodline in order to marry. In their family. Um, in their family. In their family, right? right? And I think right. that still exists right. today. Some of the most powerful families on earth, they still marry within themselves. <laughs> yeah. It might be a second yes. cousin or a third Incest. cousin, but it's still it's still within their own bloodline because they also believe that keeps the family strong and you won't reveal the secrets or whatever of that family to the outsiders. Right. And what that does is, Linda, that keeps the bloodline going. That's why they do it. Yeah, right. And let me add something. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'll come back to mine. You go ahead. Okay, and what I wanted to add to that is that if you notice with the families that are most prominent, and I want to mention this to your audience, mm-hmm. the British royal family is not even British. They're Germanic. Right. They're German. So you already knew that. Right. Now, with that being said, why do they portray themselves as being British when they're actually German? Well, because the British have more clout, there's more prestige and whatever. And the, the current queen, she was of British descent for a, a thousand years. But when she married the prince, the prince, I think, was prince of Greece, and his people are from Germany. So the offspring, okay. meaning Prince Charles, he is half German from the dad's side. Okay. And they okay. had to, the prince of Greece, whom the current queen married, they had to change his last name and give him some, you know, BS new British sounding name because they didn't want to have people know that, hey, especially during war times, you know, World War One, World War Two, they didn't want to have people know that he's German. No. Yeah, Mountain Batten, my husband says. Yeah. Now let me let me ask you a question, so, Linda. So they re- you brought they up you brought up a very family. interesting point. Let me ask they you a question. Family to the Windsors, because you know that sounds British. <laughs> ah, there you go. You on point. You on point. Yeah. Let me ask you a question, Linda. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. The Greek family, was that the Onassis? I don't think so. Onassis was a self-made millionaire. He had a shipping business. That's Jackie O's father. Jackie O's husband. After they shot Kennedy, she married Onassis because Onassis at the time owned an island with lots of guards and artillery and whatever, and she thought that was a very safe place on earth that she could escape Remember, she witnessed the entire crime. Was the only witness. Well, my that was my understanding is is that so her father was, was Ulysses Odysseus, and then she married Kennedy. Ulysses yeah. was the shipping tycoon. Am I incorrect? Yeah, you're incorrect. No, the same was not Ulysses. 
I'm trying to think what his name was, but it wasn't Ulysses. Aristotle Onassis was. Aristotle. That's it. Right. That's it. That's it. Ariel That wasn't that Jackie's father, Aristotle no, no. Onassis. No, no, she married Onassis after they shot Kennedy. After. Oh. Man. Onassis was, her, was her second husband, and she married oh. him because he had that much money, and he owned an island, and he could protect her because she was in fear of her life. Because she was an eyewitness to the crime, she thought that they were going to kill her too. Damn! And I got a, uh, I got a Life uh, magazine pictorial of Jackie O. I'm gonna have to go back and read my stuff. I'm glad yeah. you said that because now I gotta go yeah, back no. and do my homework. I gotta no, do my he, homework. He, he grew up dirt poor. He was one of he was one of the very very first self-made millionaires. Aristotle Onassis. Aristotle. I don't know. We're talking about Aristotle. Yeah. His nickname was Ari. Okay. Damn, I gotta go back and do my research, man. I'm slipping. <laughs> Let me ask you the question I wanted to ask you: Was sure. Darwin part of the bloodline? part of the elite bloodline. Because if he's writing about this, how would he know unless he was part of them? He is part of them. That's yeah, why he wrote I about think it. You. That's my guess as well. That's why he wrote about it. Because basically what he was doing was he was using the scientific element to justify something that became standardized in traditional education. But at the same time, and this is what the elite do, is they double speak. So they'll say one thing that can mean different things depending upon the people who are listening. This is what politicians do. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. When Barack Obama got elected, he said, and every president does this, they have a cash rate. He says, we need change. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And he kept saying it. We need change. But what he didn't say was what the change that we need. Right. And everybody jumped on board. And let me fast forward. What did Trump say? We need to make America great again. He didn't say what it meant. All he said was, we need to make America great again. And then all the supporters were like, Let's make America great again. And then all the detractors were like, man, what the hell is he talking about? I ain't with this. However, now that he's in office, he's making America great again. Mm -hmm. Now, what he did was double So while he was saying one sentence and talking to a group of people, he was telling one group of people one thing and telling another group of people another thing. hmm So for the general public who heard that, we need change. We need to make America great again. They were like, yes, let's make America great again. However, he was speaking to the politician and the other entities 
thing. Let's make America great again. Two different platforms. Yeah. But you can say the same thing at the same time. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Sometimes they do speak in code and in riddles. And at other times, it is right there, right out in the open in plain view. And they say things exactly exactly how it is. And it just goes right over everybody's head. And I'm like, did they really say that? And because their MO is some of the time, they got to tell you exactly what it is. And see if anybody's paying attention. But here's what you have to understand, Linda. They have to do that. They don't have to. They why, why would they have yeah. to? Yeah. Well, Linda, they do. They can't lie. Because once they lie, then they're responsible. As long as they tell the truth, they're not responsible for anything that happens. And that's biblical. If you ever watch a vampire, let me give you an example. If you ever watch a vampire movie, do you notice how the vampire has to always be invited in before he comes in? Okay. Now, the reason why that is is because once you invite that entity in, you give up your spiritual life. That goes back to the Bible. Ten Commandments. One of the commandments says, never use God's name in vain. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. And most people think that means don't ever say, God damn, don't ever swear, or anything like right. that. It has, it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. It has to do with swearing on the Bible. Now, who swears on the Bible? President, lawyers, doctors. Don't doctors... And what that verse is talking about is taking an oath. Doesn't a doctor have to take a Hippocratic oath? Yes. Doesn't a lawyer have to take an oath? Yes, they do. Doesn't every public official have to take an oath? Yeah, they get some of them get sworn in, some of them get an oath. It depends on the office, but yes, you give up your spiritual rights. Now you've broken the commandment. That's how simple that shit is. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and a lot of people, and the only reason why I brought that up is a lot of people don't think about that because they think, oh, I can't swear and say goddamn, and it has nothing to do with that. Remember, back in the day, Linda, remember, I don't know if yours is as old as my ancient ass is, and I'm not trying to date you. So 
Let's have a little chuckle. I ain't saying you as old as me. But back in school, we used to have the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the Pledge of Allegiance, what does it say? One nation under God. Right. One nation under God. Right? Go ahead. Which, Which about, what, 20 years ago, I think they tried to take that language out. Remember? Right. Take it out. I don't, right. I don't know if it's back in now, but they tried to take it out. No, they did. They took it out. They took it out. But that's and see what that commandment is talking about is taking oaths that goes against spirituality. When we go to court, what do they tell us? Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God, right. and we say, yeah, right. swearing on the Bible. That's breaking the commandment. That's using God's name in vain. It has nothing to do with profanity. It has nothing to do with goddamn. And I always like to tell people this because it just enlightens them to what's really going on. Man, there's... There's a real sinister element that goes on on this planet. And we have to, in this pandemic, what it's done is it's made us recognize what it is. And we got to stop doing it. Now, me personally, I don't eat fast food. I cook my food. I like fresh vegetables, okay? I'm not into (laughs) the whole vegan, and oh, I like my vegetables. I like my fresh okra. I like my fresh greens, romaine lettuce, tomatoes, onions, red onions, green onions, all that. But I'm not buying into this whole thing where we are just some homogeneous, meaning one and the same, people where we all got to do the same thing. We don't. And for the people who are listening on this cast, man, cook your own food. Stop eating fast food. Leave that alone. <laughs> you tell Leave that I bullshit alone. Oh, God, it's just filled with so and, many and if you, you have no idea. And, and here's the thing, Linda. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you want to eat fast food, do that once every one or two weeks, and I can guarantee you, after about a month, your stomach will start rejecting because it, it ain't yep. going to taste right. Cook I your agree. own food. Well, people are lazy. They don't want to go to the market. They don't want to shop. They don't want to do it themselves. Uh, that was my topic today was everybody's impatient. They don't want to do anything the long way. Well, you know, it comes at a heavy price tag. Comes in well, heavy you know what, both, both, the, both the personal relationships and everything else down the line. It comes at a price tag. Yes, you can have the convenience. Yes, you can be dumbed down by the media and all your digital appliances and what have you. But you know, you got to unplug from all that. It's crazy. Yeah, and you know what, Linda? You said something that was so beautiful. I love shopping for my food. That's fun to me. I go to farmer's markets. I want to see fresh 
greener. I want to smell in my ex-girlfriend, right? She hated it. And you'll love this, Linda. She hated it for that. We would go to the farmer's market, right? And I would get fresh catfish, salmon, shrimp. And then we would go to the produce. And I would get fresh cilantro. And she didn't like cilantro, but I love cilantro. And Mm -hmm. I would hold it up, and I would (laughs) jiggle it in her face. And I would be like, man, I wish I had cilantro cologne. And she would look (laughs) at me like, she would look at me like, man, if I could kill you right now, you know what? You'd be dead. That's funny. And she would just look at me with that look. And I can imagine you with that look. I'm shaking cilantro in your face is wet. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know about cilantro. At me, you, look, you looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is the best fragrance in the world. And she was like, Patrick, can you just put it in the bag? Can we move on, please? Funny. And I used to do that on purpose. And I'm just saying that to say to the people who are listening, man, we got to get back to basics. That's what this COVID-19 thing is about. That's Mm -hmm. what this shutdown is about. If you don't know how to cook, learn how to cook. Stop depending on these grocery stores. And when you go to these grocery stores, buy fresh ingredients, fresh tomatoes. Let me give you a clue on how to get fresh tomatoes. Squeeze them. If they're spongy, they're ripe. If they're soft, they're overripe. If they're hard, they're not ripe at all. You want to squeeze, you got to touch your stuff now. When you're getting your vegetables, you got to touch. You can't just look at it and pull away. No, you got to touch, you got to smell. This is an intrinsic part of your human anatomy. You got to be in touch. Don't just be going to the grocery store, just pulling stuff off the counter. No especially when you're in the produce section. Check your garlic. If you like fresh garlic and you chop your garlic up, make sure them bulbs are a bright white and squeeze them. When you go get your green onions, make sure they're vibrant. They're not limp. They're standing straight up. If you I don't like, know what the deal is. I don't know what the deal is with garlic, but my local grocery store, for eight weeks, it didn't have any garlic. <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out why is there a shortage on garlic, and now they got, they finally got it in now, and usually garlic is this pretty beige color and what have you. So the garlic that I bought this week, it has a purple tinge to it. Okay. I guess they I got know it that. somewhere. But, I know that. But I think, I don't know, my gut feeling is they're playing games with the food, too. It's like, you know, for almost two months there was no chicken, and then they blamed it on, you know, Tyson's factory. All the workers got COVID, so they had to shut down the the chicken supply. They had to throw out the existing chicken, and 
I don't know. I mean, it's just a little what, what, fish. Linda, what what state are you? What state? Are you? California. Yeah. Oh, California. you're in that. I'm from California. Yeah, I, I see that. So you're in a green state now. When you go and get that garlic and it has that purple color on it on the mm-hmm. outside on the shell, yeah, that's actually seasoned garlic. And when I say seasoned. I mean, it's been there for a while. So what I would advise is that when you go to the market and you seal that and you see that, peel back the layers on it, just the hub, the outside part that's really flaky. Peel that Mm -hmm. back. And once you peel that back, if you see that pearl white color, you're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's fine underneath. It's just probably just a different strain of garlic or a different genus or whatever. So, but I had never seen that color in the stores before. So, who knows? Maybe regular garlic is out of stock for whatever reason. Well, no, I've seen that before. I've seen that. You just have to peel it back mm-hmm. so that you can see the hub of the garlic. And yeah. as long as that hub is pearl white, you're good. Yeah. But yeah. I love fruits and vegetables. I think you're right. Some of us are upset by this whole stay-at-home order, but use this downtime to rediscover yourself. (laughs) Yeah. What else are you going to do? And if that means learning about computers, as we talked about earlier, or get into gardening, or they say to only shop on the perimeter of the store anyway. I mean, I try to avoid frozen food section, the processed section, the canned section, it's like it's all garbage. Garbage in, garbage out, as right. they say. So right. it's better to eat fresh and eat healthy. Right. And what I had to learn before we get off the phone, uh, Linda, what I had to learn was in the midst, because uh, here's my situation, and I'm only mm-hmm. sharing this with you because I feel comfortable with you. I live in a three-bedroom house. My roommate, who's she's a electrical engineer, and she lost her job probably over nine months ago. And oh my! Yeah, and she found another job, but not here in Georgia, in San Antonio. And mm-hmm. she moved on Christmas Day. Okay. Christmas Day, and we got her. All squared away. She, they paid for her hotel, and which they reimbursed her for. She got herself set up. And when the COVID broke out, Mark, even though I was working from home because I do roadside, meaning people's cars are breaking down, I wasn't mm-hmm. getting any work at all. So they had reduced us down to like 15 hours a week. So all I could do was pay my portion of the rent on the three-bedroom house. That was March mm-hmm. and April. Now I got to be out by June 23rd, wasn't able mm. to save any money. And, you know, I'm up against the fence. And I'm only sharing this with you just to let your callers know this is how you have to deal with stuff. I don't know where I'm going, what's going to happen, 
I'm in a three-bedroom house full of furniture. I got four flat-screen TVs. I got dining room set. I got family room set. I got everything. So if everything worked out perfectly, I could move and not even have to furnish where I'm going. However, don't have the money. Because I didn't start making money, I missed March, I missed April. May, I got back up to full speed because that's when they opened everything up again. Mm-hmm. I'm good, but so, so I don't have the room, money. Roommate, getting another roommate huh? wasn't an option? Getting another roommate wasn't an option? Well, that wasn't something that I was prepared for. So now I got to be out on the 23rd. I got to scramble. I'll get it together. I'll get it together. And I'm not saying this to get sympathy from anybody. I'm just saying this so that people know how things work out. And you got to think on your feet. I don't even know how I'm going to work this out. I still got 25 days. I'm going to figure something out. It's going to work out either way. But now when, when you, I want when you people say to the, know it. When you say the 23rd, you were asked to leave by the landlord? No, our lease is up on the 23rd. So was the landlord asking you to leave? No, no. So you can't do month to month after the <coughs> lease is up? I, you know what? I haven't even asked about that. Because in California... The initial period, you sign a one-year lease. But after that, the tenant has the right to go month to month. Now, both of you mutually want to agree to another full another year. Of course, you can. But if you don't want to agree to that, um, you know, check, check what happens in your state, in Georgia. But I'm pretty sure it's the same law. You can go month to month. And if you go month to month, you, if you bring in another roommate, that might be the easiest, cheapest solution for you. Man, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. There you go. Damn, Linda. Because the law is on your side right now during COVID. The reason why I'm asking you who's asking you to leave, all eviction orders are on stay, which means the owners don't have the right to kick anybody out. So now more than ever is the time where you can buy yourself a little time. So I would proactively talk, talk to your landlord, his or, uh, you know, him or her, and just say, here's the situation. I need some more time. Can we just let this ride month to month? And I can do it month to month. They need the money too. They need the money too. What are they going to do? Make you move and then it's going to sit empty for six months, nine months. I mean, that's ridiculous. So you'd you'd actually be doing him or her a favor. Damn, Linda, you are golden. <laughs> You're gonna make this happen. You no, are you got golden. Eyes. Well, like they say, there are no coincidences. You landed on my doorstep today for a reason. So yes, I hope this will be the idea. start of a nice. I hope it'll be the start of a nice long friendship, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. And guess what? You landed on my doorstep. That's right. Let me ask you a question. Can I give you my um, email address and you further assist me with this process? 
Yeah, actually, are you on Facebook at all? Or that's probably the easiest way to find me. Just private message me yeah. on, on Facebook. I am yeah. on Facebook. Okay. So if you type in DT Linda Gross, DT is short for dating tips, DT Linda Gross, my name should pop up. So if you type in just Linda Gross, it's hard to find me but because there's a thousand Linda Grosses. But if you type in DT Linda Gross, boom, just it'll pop up. And then uh, private message me, and we'll take it from there. And, Linda, I thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much, Linda. I really appreciate you. you And circle back. Let me know how your conversation with your landlord goes. But it should be an easy yes on both of your ends. Why put yourself through more stress than you have to? Right. All right. So thank you very much. We'll be in touch. Thank you. I'm glad we spoke. And thanks for coming on the show today. I very much appreciate it. Come back anytime. All right. Thank you very much. All right. We'll catch you next time, Patrick. Thanks again. Take care. Okay. Uh Bye-bye. Bye now. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with me, your host, Linda Gross. We had a great conversation today with Patrick. And you, too, can call in next time. Put this number into your phone, 323-642-1677, 323-642-1677. If you liked our show today, there's plenty of ways that you can show your love. You can call, listen, subscribe, chat, like our fan page, follow, comment, share, tell a friend, advertise with me. Start with my Amazon link, and you can find this Amazon link either on my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com, or go to my Facebook page and look for the Amazon link. It's right there for you. It should be on the Men's Advocate page as well. Anyway, get to the Amazon link. Start with that. Save that, that URL in your favorites, okay? That's all you have to do. Every time you want to shop on Amazon, just do your regular shopping. There's no book purchase required. Just hit that link and then go about your merry way. That link has a code in it, has my code in it. And once you hit it and purchase something from Amazon, they reward me by paying a few cents on the dollar. Okay? You're all at home. You're all shopping from Amazon. So please use the link. It really helps to support the show. And buy my book on Amazon. It's The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. It's called The Science of Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Forever. You can buy the ebook version and download it within a few seconds right to your device or ask for the paperback. They will ship that to you. It takes anywhere from a week or two to get it. Most of my readers say they do buy the paper book. They use it as a reference. They say, oh, my goodness, where have you been all my life? They read it four and five times as a reference book, and you can, too. Get a yellow highlighter, read the book, right? Hey, you've always got me. Like, who knew Patrick was going to come to me? And I gave him a solution to think about and talk over with his landlord. So I have lots of life solutions for you. You can hire me as a coach. I have a lot of people that have been seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist for five years, seven years, 10 years even, and they still don't get their problem solved. I will get your problem solved in four sessions or less. Okay? So I can 
consult about dating, relationships, business issues, career issues, your schooling, whatever roadblock that you seem to have, we will take care of it. So how do you do that? You go to my website, themensadvocate.com, themensadvocate.com, forward slash coaching. You load some time on the clock. By the way, new five minutes free on the clock. We'll talk about your topic and we'll dive right in. Okay? So make that happen. We'll talk to you next time right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you again on the Men's Advocate Show. Bye for now. 